Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well and surrounded with friends and family who fill your life with peace and joy. In this week's episode, we are talking about the essential life skill of letting go, which really is an art form and foundational for living a truly rich and whole life. And I can honestly say that once you master the art of letting go, you become a master at living life because you will truly begin to walk alongside your life path and destiny in alignment with the flow of the universe. So the reason why today's topic is so important is because every single stimuli in our environment causes a chemical reaction within our brain. Now, whether it's something that we see, taste, smell, or feel, all of these various sensory inputs trigger a neurological response in the brain. And all of these stimuli result in an emotional reaction, meaning we have a feeling every single time something happens in our environment. And how we acknowledge and respond to these various stimuli in our environment depends entirely on our overall beliefs, perspectives, individual programming, and how attuned we are to what we are feeling. So a rainy day can have a completely different meaning for two different individuals. And throughout our lives, we are collecting all of these various emotional experiences that end up completely shaping who we are and how we show up in our lives. And majority of people in the world, unfortunately, are being shaped by their negative experiences and embracing lower frequency emotional states of anxiety shame, desperation, unfulfillment, confusion, jealousy, and bitterness. And there's a reason why most people tend to do this, which we will revisit a bit later on in today's episode. And as I mentioned in episode 19 titled against the grain, our emotions impact our body's chemistry and the feeling of shame in particular increases the levels of a pro-inflammatory cytokine known as IL-6 in the body. And as some of you may be aware, each emotion holds a certain vibrational frequency and the feeling of shame in particular is actually the lowest of the vibrational frequencies that any human can experience. So holding to feelings such as shame can alter both our body's chemistry and our energetic state, which in turn can have a negative impact on our overall mood, mental health, and even our DNA. Now, before we get into the whys behind the struggle and letting go, I want to share two anecdotal stories that are very much connected to today's topic because I find that stories and analogies help to paint a more vivid picture in the mind. So the first story is about a breathtaking stream that used to flow down a mountain. It would take awe-inspiring twists and turns. It would gush through forest and strange land, exploring every corner and discovering something new in every moment. It felt alive. It felt energetic. It was flowing. It was living in accordance with its life purpose. But after some time, the stream reached a desert and it could proceed no further. Because if it moved into the land, the sand would envelop it and the stream would disappear. So at this point, the stream begins to think, what do I do now? And it tries in all the ways that it can to force 
its way through, but the more it does, the more it begins to sink into the sand. Then the stream hears a voice that says, let go. And the voice continues to say, don't struggle. Don't try to hold on. Just try to let go. And the stream asks, but won't the wind carry me away? And the voice replies, yes, it will. Now the stream gets even more worried and asks, but what if it makes me change? I don't want to change. And the voice replies, well, my darling stream, you will change anyway. You can stay in the same place that you are and do nothing, but you will still change into bog or quicksand. So the choice is yours. Stay there and become stagnant or let go. So the stream thinks about this for a long time, but knows that if it does not let go, it will regret it. And because the stream wanted to know what else was there, it did not want to become stuck in the same position forever. So it decides to believe and stop resisting. And as soon as the stream lets go, the wind bows down and embraces the stream and catches hold of the stream. And then drop by drop, the breeze gently lifts the stream and soars through the sky. And then just as gently, the wind puts down the stream on the other side upon a beautiful mountain that leads to lush green plains. And the stream becomes ecstatic. It's energized once again. And once again, it traces its path through the gorgeous lands and forever grateful that it had let go and trust had brought it to the right path. The second story is about a monk. Now, two monks were returning to the monastery in an evening and it had rained and there was puddles of water on the roadside. At one place, a beautiful young woman was standing unable to walk across because of the puddles of water. So the elder of the two monks went up to her, lifted her and left her on the other other side of the road and continued his way to the monastery. In the evening, the younger monk came to the elder monk and said, sir, as a monk, we cannot touch women. The elder monk answered, yes, brother. Then the younger monk asked again, but then, sir, how is it that you lifted the woman on the roadside? The elder monk smiled at him and told him, I left her on the other side of the road, but you are still carrying her. So these two stories represent two various aspects of letting go. One being the power of trust and surrender, and the other, the burden and anguish that comes as a result of holding on to the memories of the past. So the issue with hanging on to negative experiences is that you may not feel the burden of them immediately, but it will inevitably impact your well-being. And and it's sort of similar to carrying a backpack that's filled with rocks. You may not be immediately bothered by the weight of the backpack, but over time, your shoulders may become strained, your back will ache, your mood will shift. And even though nothing in the backpack itself has changed, you have now become a completely different person, feeling unmotivated, fatigued, bitter, and even resentful. When all you had to do in the first place was put the backpack down and move forward free of the burden that it was inflicting on you. Now, this seems like a simple concept, but letting go is one of the most difficult things for most people to apply to their lives. And I want to focus a little bit on why this is the case. 
One of the main reasons most people have a difficult time letting go of situations, experiences, or other people is that most of the time they are subconsciously enmeshing their lives with the external world. And they do this because they have a deep longing for something and they often don't even know what that something is, which is Um, A topic that I discussed in episode 20 titled The Void. So if you're interested in exploring this topic further, you can take a listen to episode 20 as well. So what happens is when you or others have a longing for something that is unknown, you end up grasping tightly onto everything that comes into your life. And when the journey with that very thing that you have now formed an insecure attachment to ends, there's a lot of pain that accompanies letting go because you are letting go of all the stories that you've created in your mind, your unfulfilled dreams, your expectations, your needs, your desires, and lost opportunities. So what makes life challenging is our preoccupation with our desires, which often includes our desired outcomes as well. Now, what makes letting go an art form is that it requires practice and commitment to master. And unfortunately, most people think that by dissociating or avoiding situations, they have let them go. But in fact, they have pushed them further beneath the surface. And I've mentioned in previous episodes that whatever you bury deep inside becomes the subtle subconscious guiding force of your life. And there was actually a study done on treatments to help with unwanted memories and the study findings confirms that humans have the ability to control what they forget and successful intentional forgetting required more brain activity than what was required to remember. And I wanted to highlight this point in particular because not working through a problem and just hoping to forget it actually demands more brain activity. So another reason why letting go is so challenging for people is due to something known as the negativity bias, which is the tendency to both register negative stimuli more readily and also dwell on those events. So this means that we feel negative events more powerfully than positive ones, which is why most people tend to remember traumatic events, insults, and think about negative experiences more so than positive ones. So this is believed to be a result of evolution in that paying attention to bad, dangerous, or negative threats in the world was a means for survival for our ancestors, which is really not serving us in our modern, modern day lives. So further to this point, neuroscientific studies have shown that negative stimuli elicit a larger brain response than positive ones. And because of this, our attitudes tend to be shaped more powerfully by bad experiences. So for example, you may be having an amazing day and one negative experience within that amazing day will become the highlight and focus of that day. So let's say you have a bad encounter at work or someone cuts you off while you're driving or so on and so forth. That will become the highlight of the day, even though many other positive things may have taken place in that same day. And again, this happens because the amygdala of the brain, which regulates our emotions and drives the fight or flight response, uses about two thirds of its neurons to detect negativity and then stores that into our long-term memory. So it's designed to focus primarily on the negative. Another great point to keep in mind is that while our brains might process everything that we see, our mind might never become aware of it because our focus and attention filters what goes on in the conscious mind. So even if multiple things are happening at once, our brain is only registering what we are focused on. 
Therefore, when we focus on negative things, we actually reshape our perception into seeing negative things. And being focused on all the negative events results in us entirely missing the positive ones. Now, the key to this entire episode is that the human brain is neuroplastic, meaning that it can change its physical structure and the way it operates. And this is in place in order to allow us to adapt to new circumstances. Therefore, our brain's neuroplasticity allows us to let go. So this leads me to the next segment of this episode, which are all the steps involved in successfully processing and letting go of various situations in life. The first key step in letting go is acceptance. This means accepting that it's okay for things not to work out regardless of how much you wanted them to. And what helps this point further is understanding that because nothing is permanent in life, change is the only thing that is inevitable. So accepting the circumstances of your life by embracing change is a huge first step in learning to let go. And something that's really important to keep in mind is that there is so much freedom in change because it guarantees that we do not remain stuck, stagnant, trapped, or bound to anything. So we are free from anything that would limit our our expansion and growth. So acceptance also means recognizing that problems or obstacles in life are not full stops. They are opportunities for growth and a perfectly natural part of life. The second step is emotional understanding, which means feel, but do not become the emotion. And the reason why I say feel the emotion is because in order to let go, we need to know what we are wanting to release in the first place. If we cannot identify the feeling or emotion or mislabel it, we end up struggling with the letting go process. So we need to identify the emotion instead of pushing it beneath the surface. And another huge emotion to be aware of during this phase is fear because most people subconsciously hold on to negative emotions due to familiarity. Because if you were to let go of the emotion, what comes next is the unknown which is the biggest source of fear for many. So instead, if you hang on to the emotion, even though it's painful, at least it's predictable. So identify the emotion, allow yourself to feel it without fear and give yourself permission to talk about it without getting stuck in a cyclical pattern of venting. So the whole point is to allow the emotion to flow through you instead of becoming a part of you. And again, don't be afraid of feeling your emotions and instead recognize that by Being placed in a state of discomfort, you are forced to find the answers within yourself to transcend beyond your current circumstances. The third step is non-attachment or detachment, which involves a shift in perspective about the true value you give to your experiences and the greater life plan. So it's essentially the idea of letting go of your expectations of the outcomes, which stops the need to control the experience by clinging onto it or avoiding it altogether. And again, we are walking alongside our experiences with a higher perspective instead of getting lost in them. And my absolute favorite quote about detachment says, detachment is not that you should own nothing but that nothing should own you. 
The fourth step in letting go is forgiveness. And I know I've mentioned this in a few episodes now, but this is such an important part in letting go because if you hold on to the things that hurt you, you're choosing to allow them to break you over and over. And the biggest part of healing is accepting the past without blaming others. Because if you do, then you're essentially giving away your power to someone else instead of taking ownership of your life and channeling your power towards fueling your life purpose and not your pain. And an interesting research study that was done on forgiveness showed that engaging in emotional forgiveness promoted the psychological distance of the offense so that the offense was seen at a higher and more abstract level, which promoted larger intentional forgetting of the effects and then further increased emotional forgiveness. So as always, remember, you can forgive someone without having to invite them back into your life. It's something that you do for your own personal closure. Step number five is countering the painful emotions and thoughts. So if we think about this idea of letting go, when you let go of one thing, it needs to be replaced by another, because if it's not, you will experience a feeling of emptiness. And this is another big reason why people hang on to painful experiences, because at least they are feeling something rather than feeling nothing at all. So they hold on to anger or sadness because it makes them feel rather than feeling empty. So you need to replace the negative emotions with more balanced ones. And you can begin to do this by finding the beauty in all things. So shift your focus away from the negative emotions. And the best place to shift your focus onto is yourself on your own healing journey and the things that cultivate peace, joy, and love from within. The sixth and final step is surrender and trust. And just like I mentioned with the story about the stream, surrender is the ultimate state of letting go because with this attitude, we are more easily able to accept whatever life has in store for us by allowing our direction to come from a a divine and higher power. So surrender allows us to accept the impermanence of life by embracing the idea that every experience will pass the good, the bad, the highs, the, the lows, nothing will remain forever. So surrender means accepting everything as divine grace. It is having unshakable faith in your creator, in yourself, and in your capabilities. So it doesn't mean ignore or suppress. It means look at things exactly as they are with acceptance and through the lens of faith and trust, knowing that no matter what happens in your life, you will continue to be guided, protected, and loved. And to end this episode, I want to share with you guys another beautiful poem by Rumi that goes as so. I died as mineral and became a plant. I died as plant and rose to animal. I died as animal and I became human. Why should I fear anything? When was I ever less by dying? And with that, let's move right into this week's episode prompts. Prompt number one is, what is one thing that I feel strongly called to let go of? Prompt number two, how willing am I to let go of this? And prompt number three, of the six steps in letting go, which one can I apply to what it is that I'm willing to let go of? 
All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I hope that this week's episode was empowering, enlightening, informative in many ways for you. As always, if you feel called, share this episode with a friend who you think might also benefit from it. And I will connect with you guys in a future episode. So until then, have a beautiful rest of your week.